When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is One Hate Minute. Drop of a hat, these guys will rock and roll. What's your name? Wayne Grove. Look like gangbangers working the local 7-Eleven to you. Robbery homicides take me. Give me all you got! Listen. Give me all you got! I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. Trying to stop guys like me. A podcast dedicated to all 170 minutes of Michael Mann's L.A. crime opus, Heat, one minute at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to One Heat Minute. I'm your host, Blake Howard. And today on the show, I am joined by not only Garth Franklin, editor-in-chief of trailblazing movie site, Dark Horizons. Say hello, Garth. Hello. (laughs) But... It is the first time we've got multiple guests on the show. I am also joined by one of my dear friends, but a freaking awesome film critic and reviewer by the name of Luke Buckmaster. You would know his work from Crikey, The Daily Review, way, 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 way back when um, on Urban Cinephile. But he is now the Australian film beat at Guardian which uh, I I strongly recommend you subscribing to. Say hello, Mr. Luke Buckmaster. Oh, hello. Yeah, thanks very much for the wonderful introduction, Blake. And it's terrific to be here. Hello too, guys. Hello, Luke. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) It's good to see you, man. We're up to the seventh minute of heat. I've, I've, I've subtly dragged you into this madness as well. And I'm very happy to be part of this, this white, white hot madness. It is mad. Um, we are up to the seventh minute. Um, we are staring right now at a still of Natalie Portman's infuriated face at her mother, Justine, played by Diane Venora, and we're going to kick this off. You guys are going to listen to the seventh minute of, of Heat, and I'm going to bring back. We're going to talk to Garth, who we've talked to in dissecting this scene up to now, and then get Luke to really break down the introduction of who I call one of the, probably one of the most iconic and cool and nastiest movie villains um, that is is around. Wangro, played by Kevin Gage. Here we go. He's already a half an hour late. You're gonna show or that son of a bitch gonna stand her up like last time? I'll make coffee. I'm out of time, baby. Mom, where are my barrettes? They're not on the couch. Oh, where are the blue ones? I don't want to wear the blue ones. They don't match. Did you check in your bathroom? I checked everywhere. Well, what do you want me to do? Find them. Mom, pay attention. Right, sweetie, all right. What? Daddy's going to be here. Okay, he's going to be... I'm not going to be ready. Please. I can't be late. You won't be late. No, I will be late. Okay, listen. Before Daddy comes, we can find them together. If we look together, it's all right, baby. It's all right. <laughs> It's all right, it's all right. We'll find them together, you and me. We'll find them together. Just relax. Gentlemen, we're back. <laughs> we finally know that Al Pacino is a cop. 
yes. very quickly he picks With up a gunshot, gun. Yes. He picks up a gun. Yes. Yeah, yeah, telltale sign. So <laughs> we're going to be the cop or a criminal. Yeah, yeah. Gun. But um, yeah, it is. Yeah. The, the illustrious suit will sort of uh, will, will be hopefully a telltale. Is it either a very well dressed cop yeah. or a very underdressed criminal? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a remarkable performance. Uh, how far do we go? Do we do we talk about the performance broadly, Blake, or we do do we just specify this? actual minute well we can go into this minute first and then if you feel like we need to blow out into other parts of this performance we can absolutely do that but i think in this second what's you know we've noticed already from natalie portman's performance that she's got a strained relationship with her mother but the interesting thing here Mm. is once she sort of heads downstairs at the very beginning of this Mm. last moment we see pacino's character go is this son of a bitch going to show up or is he going to stand her up like last time? And Mm. it's just a really interesting... In that moment, he's still so focused on Natalie Portman's character. He's so focused on her. And Diane Venora, post-coital cigarette, lazing about in bed, possibly not wearing underpants. And she's she's kind of still focused on, oh, let me make you coffee. Let's make coffee. Let's have a moment. We're having a moment right now. Mm. I don't want to be a mother. I want to be a wife. I want to be someone's partner in that sort of second. And so... It leads into what I think is one of the most amazing tells. It took me lots of time to actually notice it. Maybe register it is mm. Diane Venora's character, Justine, sitting up in the side of her bed. And having sort of a Valium. Having a Valium. Yeah. It's a really interesting... As one does before breakfast. The Midwest no, housewife drug time, choice. Any time of day. That's right. That's right. It's that's a really cool. interesting sort of split second that comes back there is like, oh my God, she's... She's on Valium here, you know. This is uh, well, this we assume it's Valium. It's, it's obviously some sort of anti yeah, like some that. sort of anti anxiety. Can, can we get a close up of the? Well, it doesn't say. It doesn't <laughs> even, say. even in Blu-ray, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard to say. It's hard to see it. So yeah. she's still talking. We're about ten seconds, twelve seconds into the sequence, and Vincent's sort of out the door. Don't have time, babe. I've got to I'm go. done. <laughs> see, see you later. And we're about six minutes and twenty seconds, and bang, she gets up. There's a massive sort of mural on the wall as well in this yep. very interestingly designed architectural house you know this modern designed house and we've you know we see Venora sort of sit up she straightens up bang pops a pill goes. she's yeah. covering it prescription pill not not over the counter yeah, yeah. And yeah it's not the same colour as my container uh, <laughs> that's how I know okay. <laughs> it's not the same colour as mine but that was always a real sort of I, I now what it took you 30 times to figure out what the... no it wasn't about I just think maybe you know, I remember, and this is a probably a really interesting point, which I haven't actually covered in, in, in the podcast so far. I was like, the first time I watched this film was not in 1995. Obviously, it came out in December 1995 in mm. LA. So, in Australia, definitely didn't come out, in, you know, in the 1995 days. Probably would have been about six months later before it came to Australia. Yeah, theaters. probably early, two, early 96. Early 96. Yeah. And I remember seeing it in 1997 on VHS for the first time. And so, I guess when I was younger, I would have been about, you know, 14, 15 years old. Like, I was watching this movie, looking at it through the lens of a really young person. So, I had, you know, I was probably Natalie Portman's, I am, I think I'm around Natalie Portman's age. So I'm looking at it through that lens. So I wasn't looking at it with someone with a discerning, mm-hmm. I'm looking for very adult behaviors or having yeah. any nuance mm. in an adult relationship. So mm. I started growing and loving it from, from sort of like a, I don't know, there was like this effortless cool about it. And I loved mm. that the, 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 the good guy and the bad guy weren't classic white hat black hats i love that they mm. were kind of pros and that's i think probably what drew me in what i mean is by about the 30th time that i watched it is um i was this scene was kind of like oh you know maybe it was like a young man looking at it going 
can we just hurry up and get to the heist? <laughs> the heist is the cool bit, right? And you yeah. watch and hear the character establishment. You've seen it. You know the characters you want oh, to get look, to this moment. Watching this as a young as a young guy because I was like, because uh, this is ninety six. So I, I just finished high school. So I was like seventeen, eighteen, um, and I saw this at the movies. And yeah, that was the thing. He's like, this was a three hour movie, and I was like, come on, get to the action, come on, yeah. board. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the domestic stuff was like boring as shit. And then, of course, as you get older and you learn, the, the quiet character moments become the moments. Yes. Uh, and that's the thing. And even, you know, there are some films from that period, things like Silence of the Lambs, where you sort of realise the conversations are the moments. And that kind of thing. With Heat, you know, I never registered that until a lot later. Sort of down mm. the track. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why I think when I watched the Diane Venora performance in this, in this moment, mm. um, it's such a, that, that medicated thing yeah. about it is just so amazing the, the disaffectation yes sort and of she, like, yeah. she wakes up yeah. she's absolutely pulls on a shawl like whatever pulls <laughs> on a shawl reading the paper completely yeah. di- then she's already clearly there's a bit of a disinterest with her daughters like you know it's almost like oh, I'm above looking for barrettes I, I'm done with it you know she could look for them herself blah 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 but I'm there's in- also the, this in the first sign here of the daughter's basically neurotic yes is that you know I can't be late the way she says that sort of yeah. line it's like something's not right with this girl yeah, yeah well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a first indication of a couple of things yeah, yeah. that's exactly right something's maybe not quite right but we're so early on we can't yeah. quite judge that yet yeah, yeah. and uh, you know when you see mum take a pill I mean when you see anyone reach for a capsule or something and take it it's a it's a very powerful um, efficient image and message because it only can go for three or four seconds but you or the shorthand is that their life is is not right yes yeah, so, something they want to escape yeah. something yeah so, so they want to escape something and possibly they want to either even get away from their loved ones yes and, you know, get away yeah, from the very people you surround and the by. funny thing is that right now exactly i think that's really powerful what you said there luke is that that moment vincent goes downstairs and she medicates to be a mother yeah. And I think that that's what's really sort of powerful about this is she medicates to be a mother. Vincent's gone. Like, Vincent's like, don't have time, babe. See ya. I'm out the door. He's already <laughs> in the car. He's not left. picking up on the stuff she's she's signalling. Yeah. But the thing is, he doesn't pick up on the fact that she's dunking no. pills no. and she's unhappy. No. And we're coming from a point where we've, they've just basically had the sex scene with the two of them and she seemed completely relaxed and completely sort of content. And then all of a sudden, the moment he leaves... She's taking a pill. Yes. The moment we don't, we, as I said, we don't know what the pill is. It could be the obvious thing with any sort of person with that sort of stuff. This is a daily thing is either any anxiety or any depression. Yes. Yeah. So something yeah. is either she's either too high strung or too downbeat. Yeah. And she doesn't seem downbeat. <laughs> so it's probably Valium is the most likely sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so she pops a pill, and uh, and then that's where like it's an entire sort of shift in momentum. She's yeah. like, she's forgotten almost about the conversation that she was meant to have had with yeah. her daughter. She's just walking downstairs reading the paper. She's, she's reading the arts it, page. Yeah. She's reading about a play, talking, you know, it's like, it's a, nothing. She has to hit it out of her hands and then she's, she's like, she's back in her life again. There's this moment mm-hmm. where the daughter's really now starting to get worked up into a frenzy and a bit of a neurosis and she has to sort of calm her down, draw her back into her and it's this really interesting thing where it's like, Autopilot zombie. Oh, wake up! I've got to be a mother. It's a mm. really interesting thing. It's yeah. such a. It's and very quick, but it doesn't feel for me. Well, for me anyway, it doesn't feel massively forced. It feels very organic. Venora is such a great performer. She really sells it. The thing with that is, as said, on the one hand, with the with Portman's thing there, it either seems, as I said, neurotic. There's some sort of obviously something. Something. Wrong with the question is obviously with that one, what's causing that? Is yes. it driven by the mother or is it driven by the father? Yes. In which case. 
you're wondering about the relationship of the father there. Is there some sort of abusive thing? Is, is he going to... It's, yeah, it's a question that you don't quite figure out yet. And this, it's one of those relationships that's sort of kept on the fringe. This, this film, as I said, is so fully formed with these characters uh, before and after the things. It's like, even some of these sort of side things, you don't get the full perspective. You only get a glimpse of it. But that's how life works. You go in and out of people's lives and you only see glimpses of it. You don't get the whole picture. Yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. I think for me, the, the big message here, and certainly in terms of Natalie Portman character, is that she has to act dramatically in order to arouse attention from yes. her parents. Which yeah, becomes quite disaffected, yeah. Becomes quite a significant thing later on, mm. much later on. Yes, yeah. And so we wrap up this minute where the mother has to actually embrace her, give mm. her the attention that she needs so that she can actually calm her down because she's mm. whipped herself into sort of a bit of a frenzy. Yeah. And it's actually about presence too. I think there's a mm. moment where she's completely sort of absent. She's, she's, you know, having the cake of a new relationship and wanting to eat it too with trying to be a parent at the same time and not realizing mm. that there's some, there's something off balance. There's something off balance, whatever you see here. And it's just finally that now it's sort of reconnecting. I think this is one of the, you know, if I'm talking about any minute, this is the seventh minute of a 170 minute movie. This is a minute in the movie that plenty of times I've watched and been like, okay, what's, when, when am I getting to what I know is coming up, which is the introduction of the nasty Wayne grow, which is going to happen in the next seconds that we Mm. emerge into the eighth minute of this film. But this is a minute that now comes back, especially as a dad, it comes back and it hits me like really hard that this little girl is having to sort of cry wolf if you like mm. to get any form of attention and she's clearly mm. emotionally vulnerable and, and not quite there but the mother is not entirely disaffected she hugs and embraces the girl yes. quite young and she's not like a standoffish so no, you'll she, be alright <laughs> no, she, she, she knows that something's yeah. up but it's almost like she has it, it takes something extremely yeah. as Luke put it before it takes something extremely dramatic to get her yeah. to actually engage to be focused in that process. and that does come back down later down yeah. the line <laughs> I'm not sure about the decor on the art in there yeah. <laughs> the art is sequentially questionable well like the mural which was like a half naked guy I'm not sure what that yeah and those was. opaque kind of glass yeah. walls that look like they're out of gyms oh no, no that was the shower that was, it was part of the shower no, it wasn't downstairs it wasn't downstairs it wasn't no there's no. there's the opaque there's the opaque sort of can we glass. go back yes can we, we can go. have a look back let's go let's go back we are, this is, it, was, it was next to the stairs wasn't it Where's yeah so the the same glass. Yes, is, yeah, the same go. glass that's used in the shower yeah. is used in the stairs. Oh, okay, okay. So it's so either the shower is above the stairwell, which is a <laughs> weird as fuck. So, so first, there's what seems to be like a, a naked topless half naked, na- man. half naked man is the wall. It's a very large uh, painting too. Very, very large. Very large, and he's got very a nice hairy, nipples. Hairy chest. <laughs> well, wall sized. Wall sized. Or well, not wall sized nipples. Mm. But. <laughs> No, no. Well, that'd be like... Yeah, so there you go. There you go. There's the glass. That's downstairs. That's not near the shower. Yeah, so it's this weird um, gym glass. That that glass is the same as the one in the shower. Okay. Yeah, so there's the weird gym glass we've got there, and then there's got the metallic metallic, um, stair rail, wooden steps, and again, more sort of... You know, There's you a could, lot of sort of modern art around the house. Modern art. Yes, yes, they're very modern art types, don't they? Yeah. It almost looks like Al Pacino on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> or a disaffected... <laughs> well, sort of Al Pacino... Earlier Al Pacino. Actually, stop. It's very cruising Al Pacino. Six, yeah, mi- yeah, six yeah, minutes, probably. 32 seconds. Yeah. Have a look at her profile. Yes. Six hundred thirty-one seconds. Have a look at her. She's not even looking at the door. She doesn't care about it. Oh, yeah. So they're the same. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something I've never noticed before. Look at the echoes on either side of the screen. This disaffected person who's Mm -hmm. walking out with a paper that's about to cover their face. Yeah. It's just really interesting. I'm not paying attention to you looking art and actually (laughs) performance at the same time. Yeah. Now, hold on. You say it looks like Al Pacino, but that painting 
that be it's like a Javier Bardem if that was this was this Monday <laughs> it's like Javier yeah, perhaps yeah, but yeah, it's this really Javier, this yeah, really weird art and then lots of colourful coloured glass a lot of the place yeah 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 I don't care for those even in the glasses. 90s that was like weird that was not <laughs> I don't care for those yellow glasses <laughs> Yeah, the red jug. Yes, the red jug is uh, kind of offensive. Six minutes thirty-nine. Yeah, six minutes thirty-nine. The red jug. It's it's a bit odd. It's yeah. very odd. Yeah, we have got some fish in there as well. It's a it's a really odd kitchen. Yeah. It's a, a little very odd blue kitchen. water. That, well, the aquarium. Mm. It almost <laughs> looks like it's dying. Yeah, blue. see there, it looks dying. There's yeah. poor fish. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's lighting and not dying. No, no. Yeah. I think I think it's the uh, the the coloured glass. I've got lots of coloured glass here. So we're approaching the eighth minute of heat this is already such richness in these characters this is a little throwaway moment if you like in the entire film but um increasingly as i revisit it not throwaway at all gar franklin luke buckmaster thank you so much for joining me Um, and luke would you come back i'm sorry I, i i i did not bury the lead the introduction of wayne grow is up next would you like to join me to introduce everyone to this psychopath i would love to ladies and gentlemen we'll be back with the next minute of the one minute, one heat minute podcast, um, the eighth minute of Michael Mann's 1995 crime saga. Soon. Thank you very much to Garth Franklin and Luke Buckmaster. You can find Garth Franklin at darkhorizons.com or uh, at darkhorizons on Twitter. You can find Luke Buckmaster at Luke Buckmaster on Twitter um, or on the Guardian Australia Daily Review, as we said. Um, you can also find his book. Miller and Max on Booktopia and all other cool book outlets. Uh, thank you so much to Paul Davies for our theme. Thank you so much to Garth Franklin for our website design. Guys, we'll be back soon. And please subscribe, rate, and review One Heat Minute on your podcasting app of choice. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.